0: Hi and welcome to the Final Whistles Premier League Weekly presented by Life Now. I am Deepan. And I'm Raushan. Raushan, when it comes to the football world, as much as we are fans of what happens on the pitch, uh, we are fans of what happens off the pitch as well. Always waiting to see who comes in through the doors at our favourite clubs. Uh, and especially in the off-season, we're always on our Twitter and Instagram pages refreshing it over and over again to see whether any new players are linked to our clubs. And when it comes to transfers, there are one or two reliable guys that we go to for information. But look, it's a crazy, crazy world out there. Uh, transfers happen all the time during the summer. But in terms of keeping us interested, we are always there. What do you think about transfers?
1: It's absolutely crazy. The transfer market has evolved so much since I was a little boy to where we are now. Because when I grew up, all we had was newspapers and probably teletext to get information. And then now suddenly teletext, it's social huh? media... teletext is true. And then now suddenly, we're showing my age. uh, With social media, it's all at 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 your fingertips. But the problem is, there's no barrier to entry. Anybody can come in and say anything, right? So I feel sometimes we struggle to decipher what is fact and what is fiction.
0: Yep. And you know, for me, I'm not sure about the others, uh, but there's one guy I go to for all things transfers. Uh, It's not confirmed till he tweets it. And we know he has these three magic words Raushan, who am I talking about?
1: Three absolutely magic words that confirms a transfer. Those three magic words are, here we go.
0: Fabrizio Romano, what a pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, Thank you so much for taking your time to join us. First of all, the transfer window is over. Have you finally had time to rest and sleep?
2: First of all, let me say thank you for the invitation. Big pleasure to be here with you, really. Thanks again. I'm really happy to answer your questions. And about my my rest, my holidays, not so much, to be honest, because I was spending like four or five days with my family, but always working too, because I I can't turn my phone off. It's impossible for me. So (laughs) it's part of my life, but I like it. People imagine like after the transfer window, I go on holiday for two months. It's not like this. It's like three days and I'm fine because I love this work. I love this football game, and so it's fine like this.
1: Fabrizio, you mentioned you're excited for the questions. To Steal your phrase, here we go, let's get stuck in. We have to talk about the transfer of the summer. Cristiano Ronaldo, you of course were one of the first few to tweet that he was going possibly to Manchester City, and then everything changed so quickly. Could you just talk us through what exactly took place and were you surprised about how it all unfolded?
2: I was surprised about Man United, but not so surprised because when a negotiation takes so long uh, about top players and top clubs, as was happening between Manchester City and Ronaldo with his agent, Jorge Mendes, was something strange. Normally, if you want to sign this player and if you are really 100% convinced and if the player is 100% convinced, is not spending like four days or five days to do everything. Um, you'd need like one day or two days, as happened with Man United. They signed Cristiano in 24 hours. So, um, what happened with Man City is that they started negotiating after the match, the opening match of Serie A, with Juventus, with Cristiano on the bench and then coming on, scoring, but disallowed by VAR. And um, after this match, Cristiano was on the bench because he wanted to look for new opportunities. He wanted to wait and see what was going to happen in the final week of of transfers. And then Manchester City called Jorge Mendes in the night. It was Sunday night and they started to talk. Um, Mendes was looking for options because Cristiano was desperate to leave, to have a new opportunity. And in this call, Manchester City were open to offer Cristiano what he wanted on a contract side. It was not 100% agreed about personal terms, but it was advanced. It was well advanced. So it was about some closes, but contract was not the main problem. The main problem was about Juventus because Juventus wanted money for Cristiano. They were never open to allow Cristiano to live for free. And Manchester City were not prepared to pay this money. They always say they wanted Cristiano on a free transfer because of his age and because they had to pay a huge salary to Cristiano. Juventus said money or nothing. So they spent three days talking, negotiating also with Jorge Mendes involved. And the situation was so tense till they were close to see the situation collapse when Jorge Mendes contacted Man United. Uh, It was a Thursday night. He contacted Man United on in 24 hours. On, on, on Friday, they signed Cristiano. Uh, it was so fast because the player was 100% open on, on joining Manchester United. Uh, because from what I'm told, um, the feeling of having Cristiano back at Old Trafford was growing up and, and, uh, around Manchester United with Ole, players, owners, everyone involved, fans of course, but everyone involved in the club was excited about this opportunity. I jacked in the deal with Man City and signing Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think it's been, to be honest, has been an incredible and a masterpiece, I would say, for Manchester United for timing because doing everything in 24 hours, meaning contracts, uh, details and everything, was complicated, but they did an incredible job. So congrats to Man United.
0: Yeah, and of course, Cristiano Ronaldo has been signed, sealed and delivered. Uh, but another name on Manchester United fans' mind is, of course, Paul Pogba. Uh, Fabrizio, are you convinced that he will sign a new contract at Manchester United. Uh, if not, what are the possibilities for him?
2: Well, I'm not convinced because it's not agreed yet. Uh, and you know, till you agree a contract uh, with this kind of stars, you have to be careful. For sure, the, the atmosphere around Man United now is so good, so positive. They signed three stars like Sancho Varane and Ronaldo this summer. So of course, Pogba is happy with Manchester United life. But now they need to find an agreement on economical part, on project part. And we have to remember that Pogba spent his football life with Man United, always Man United, then some years at Juventus and Man United. So now he needs to decide if he wants to try something new, maybe a new league, a new club, something new for his career, or if he wants to sign this contract with Man United and continue this pro- process with Man United. So it's not decided yet, from what I'm told. Uh, it will take some weeks, some months to see if they will be able to reach an agreement. For sure, Man United are pushing. They offered him a contract. They are still in talks with him and with his agent, Pino Rayola. So from Man United, they are really, really pushing and they hope Pogba to stay. But as of now, in this moment, it's not agreed yet. Let's see in the next weeks what happens. For sure, having stars as Varan, Sancho, Cristiano is helping Man United in convincing their players, like Pogba and a new contract. So I think they have chances, but it's not agreed yet. And talking about other clubs, to be honest with you, at the moment, it's not easy to say because you always had this dream of Real Madrid, but he he said many times in interviews, but from Real Madrid, as of now, there is nothing going on. And same with other clubs. They're waiting to see what happens with Man United. So I think in the coming few months, we will have the situation clear.
1: And Fabrizio, just keeping to the topic of Pogba, you talk about players being the allure for him to stay on at Manchester United. I just want to know, in your mind, is Mino Raiola going to be a stumbling block in terms of negotiations in any way? Because there is past there, there is history.
2: Yes, um, to be honest with you, talking talking Mino Raiola, I I know that many times uh, fans in football see him like a devil. uh, And I can understand (laughs) their point of view but he's just doing what he thinks that is the best for the player. So about the project of the club, I think one year ago he was talking in, in in a particular way, saying that Pogba has to leave, has to try something new. Now he's not saying anything because he knows that Manchester United now are another level. Cristiano, Varane, Sancho, top players staying, Bruno Fernandes signing new contract. So Now it's on another level. So now you can think about it. Then let's see, because it's also about the salary. It's also about the project for the player. It's also about personal life. So for sure, Minorayola would be a factor because Minorayola is always a factor when his players are negotiating with the club on a new contract. Always. Uh, With Donnarumma, with Asimilan, it was... Close to be agreed many times the new contract and then he left as free agent. So with Rayola, you have to find the agreement 100% or you have a problem. And Manchester United know it. They're trying. He will be a factor for sure.
1: And one name that's always linked to most underperforming clubs, moving away from players to managers now, is your compatriot, Antonio Conte. How likely is it that we could see him in the Premier League possibly this year?
2: I think this year is not easy uh, because, first of all, I love Antonio Conte. I think Antonio Conte is one of the best three managers in the world. So I really love him. Uh, Top three managers. I I, I think Guardiola for sure. Guardiola for sure. And maybe we can say we can say Jurgen Klopp. This is the three managers that in this moment, in my opinion, are the best. But talking about Conte is just personal, eh? Of course. I know that maybe you <laughs> have many other managers that are good, best than Conte better than Conte. But for me, Conte is, is really great. And talking about him, I don't see Conte as a manager who is good in jumping during the during the season, you know? He needs to work in the preseason, giving his impact with 3-5-2, his football is with many codes, so every player has to know what they have to do on the pitch. It's not easy for Conte to, to jump during the season and take, a, take a, the job during the season. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I think next season, Antonio Conte will start with a top club. I don't know where because as of now it's not decided, but I'm sure the top club will change as always and Antonio Conte will be in these races because he deserves
0: But Fabrizio, you talk about him going to a top club. Uh, Would you consider Arsenal a top enough club
2: for him? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. I consider Arsenal a top club. Antonio Conte is like this. uh, It's not, I want to go to Real Madrid or nothing. Uh, sometimes he's also motivated by going to clubs that are not winning since long time uh, with new challenges, but with a lot of history as in the case of Arsenal. So uh, my answer is yes, but it always depends on how you want to support Antonio Conte, uh, to make you an example, Inter signed him. They were in difficult moment because Inter were not winning any title since nine years when Antonio Conte joined. It was like Arsenal situation or Tottenham situation in England. So it was really complicated for Inter since years. Colt joint because he had the opportunity of having the club supporting him. So we signed Lukaku because you want Lukaku. Uh, we signed Barella from Cagliari because you want Barella. So you have to do what he wants. And I don't know if Arsenal or any other club are prepared to do this, This, but if some club will do this, I'm sure that Antonio will be ready to go. It's not about the top club. Imagine that he refused Real Madrid one time. So it's, up, it's about how you support the manager for him.
0: Uh, you know, Fabrizio, when it comes to transfers, um, it's not quite official until we see the words "here we go" on your Twitter account. <laughs> you. Um, and that's amazing, right? Because it's one person controlling, in a sense, the the authenticity of transfers in the in the football market. Uh, would you say though that this gives you pressure? How much of pressure does this give you? And you know, in terms of mental health and and whatsoever, how do you handle that?
2: Yes, uh, it's giving some pressure to be honest because um, I give pressure to myself. I don't feel the pressure of other people with this feeling, but I always give pressure to myself because um, I know you can see from outside. Like maybe you can consider me. They say oh, you're a star, a celebrity, this kind of king or this kind of things. I'm not like this. <laughs> I just feel like a journalist, and I know when you're a journalist, I- I'm not a genius. I'm just a journalist, maybe good or not, but I don't know. But I'm a journalist. So and journalists need to provide news, accurate news. So every morning my pressure is from myself saying you have to be perfect also today. So the pressure is coming directly from myself. It's not about people asking me or people waiting for my, here we go. It's about myself. I have myself asking myself always, I want to be at the best level and I have to be correct because people expect something important from me and I have to be at this level. So You know, it's it's about spending a lot of time and being 100% sure of what you're saying. So it's not always easy. Also talking about mental health, sometimes you have difficult moments because I like to have control on everything I do. So it's about social media, uh, when I'm live on Twitch, uh, when I'm calling people, I don't have people doing my job for me. So like people testing agents or like people going live saying my news or people using my social media and posting with my name. Never, because I want to control everything. And I think it's a matter of respect for people following me. They want things from me, not from other people. And also in transfer market, if you use one word instead of another one, you have a problem sometimes, you know, Uh, if you say agreement or verbal agreement is different. So, and many times you can't be, you can't be wrong. So sometimes I find some moments where I am doing many things at the same moment and it's not easy, but I like pressure to be honest. So I will continue like this as of now.
0: Fabrizio, I asked you the question because sometimes when I look at your tweets, uh, when I click on it, um, for example, if it's the news about Manchester United, you'll have Arsenal fans, Spurs fans, Chelsea fans asking you, what about Chelsea? Do you have any Arsenal news, any Spurs news? Does it sometimes annoy you though?
2: To be honest, no, I think many of them now, they, they feel like, like a joke, you know, so they, they just do it because they know I'm never answering on this, well, this kind of things. I'm answering sometimes if people are correct, honest, respectful, I like to answer. If they say, hello Fabrizio, it's true that we are negotiating for this player. For me, it's just a pleasure because you're really interested. If you only want to joke and you write Chelsea news only because you are trying to, to do something under my tweet, I know, but I'm not annoyed, to be honest. I I like the atmosphere on social media when it's respectful. When people are not respecting, it's completely different. Uh, I, I get angry when, and annoyed when people are not respecting your work, you know, because they think it's easy to spend all day at your phone, texting people, calling people and sharing news. Uh, but they don't know what you have behind this work. Uh, they only see the final product, you know? So it's completely different. Also about personal life, private life. Sometimes you are doing many things at the same moment and it's not easy to have a private life and they don't know about it. So if someone is not respecting, this is something that just annoyed me. Yes. More than people saying Arsenal news or Chelsea news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can understand that they don't see the sacrifice or the how much you put in for the glory or almost the the fame that you deal with.
2: Yes, yes, yes. This is the point. This is the point. Sometimes yes, but to be honest, I am not criticizing. I'm really happy with my social media life. And people are always so respectful with me. Sometimes we have some stupid people, but it's in all places. It's not only a social exactly. media. So it's part but of Richie, life. Going
1: back, going back to your famous catchphrase. Here we yes. go. I need to know what, what needs to happen for you to say, all right, here we go. What What are the steps there?
2: The step is that I have to talk with as many sources as I can, confirming me something, some, some news. Uh, so... Sometimes I need only one because I have my top sources telling me something. And I know since many and many years, and if they tell me something, I know that it's hundred percent correct and confirmed. Of course, when we are talking about top top news, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, these kind of things, you need always to check with all parties involved. So when the news is really top European or world level, you have to check with both sides of clubs and people close to the player always. But to be honest, it depends by the source because I have some sources that they call me, they tell me something and I tweet immediately because I trust them 100% and they are never creating me any problem. And I have people that I don't trust 100%. And so I check with one, two, three, different four sources. It depends always on on my source, but it has always to be 100% accurate and confirmed by people that I really trust. As many people as I can that I really trust because I want people to know that I'm sharing something that is actually happening. Also, when I make a mistake, like I did with Reinaldo to Barcelona, I am not criticizing myself because I know, I'm sorry, but I know that it was done. It was done and agreed. They shared their hands. They had contracts ready. They had medical ready. The transfer market is beautiful. And uh, <laughs> I love it because everything can happen. And so uh, look at Messi. Messi was in Barcelona to sign the contract with Barca. They had the agreement announced and they had the announcement ready from Barcelona on social media. And then in three hours, everything changing, then he's playing for Paris and germain But this is why transfer market is funny. If it was so regular, it was not so fun.
0: From your answers, I have to ask, are you talk about making calls, receiving calls? <laughs> How much do you pay in terms of phone bills every
2: month? <laughs> uh, no, I have an agreement with the company here in Italy. If not, I was died. I have a monthly <laughs> guaranteed fee. Yes, yes, no, no, it's, it's not call by call or I would be done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fabrizio, I have to ask you, right? Um, I mean, I'm like, I'm a journalist as you are. Um, I, I work as a journalist here in Singapore, um, for yourself, you are of course, one of the most famous journalists, I would say around the world in terms of football. Um, but have you envisioned yourself making a move elsewhere in football? Could you be the next Mino Raiola even?
2: (laughs) No, no, no. To be honest, no, I'm not planning for it. I'm happy to be a journalist. I like journalism. I like my life. I know it will change because it's impossible to be always at this level and with this kind of private life. But I love to be a journalist. I want to be a journalist, and I don't want to be on the other side. Uh, also, because I think in life, it's not that if you are good in doing one thing, you will be good in doing another thing. Also, it seems similar, but it's not the same thing. So I'm not planning to be an agent or a director or these kind of things. My my dream when I was a kid was to be a manager. In football oh. because I love oh. I have to be I was with loving Mourinho, tactics and this kind of things. Then I'm Italian in Italy, tactics are really important, you know. So we spend a lot of time talking about how the team is playing, which uh, system. Do you play, and, do well, you play football place. manager? Yes, yes, yes. I play football manager, <laughs> FIFA. But I spend like <laughs> one hour before I'm playing the match on three, five, two with the winger has to do this <laughs> movement. And yeah, I love these kind of things. So this is my my dream, maybe one day, who knows? But not about transfers to be honest.
1: Fabrizio, I just quickly have to ask you about Jose Mourinho. He's gone to Roma, just cleared 1,000 games. Do you think, you know, Mourinho's reputation is a bit, is he all past it? Do you think Roma will be the place where he recaptures the imagination? Because I absolutely love Jose Mourinho.
2: I think, yes. I think he's the perfect place for him. Um, I think he's incredible sometimes in football. Mm-hmm. Mourinho is a serial winner. You won everywhere. He did an incredible job everywhere. And now people are criticizing him because maybe in the last season was not at the best level, but you can't be always uh, Maradona and Maradona and Maradona. <coughs> so, <laughs> Because for me, Maradona was the best and the only one. But talking about Mourinho, for me, Mourinho is the Maradona of the managers. Uh, he did an incredible job for many, many years. Of course, now he was needing to feel some passion around him and Roma is perfect in this sense because the city is leaving for football. Uh, Mourinho is loving the city, Italian life. Uh, he's loving the team, he's loving the club. So I'm sure it's the perfect mix. will not be easy to win because in Italy we have many good clubs. So it will be really easy, but I'm sure that he has everything to show again who is Jose Mourinho. He doesn't need to show because he's the number one, the special one, but I'm <laughs> sure that he will show again who is Jose Mourinho also in these in this months.
0: Fabrizio, I just want to ask you a very important question in terms of transfers, possibly coming up in January or even the next summer. Uh, one name on everyone's minds would be, of course, Erling Haaland. Uh, do you see yourself, um, you know, tweeting out, here we go in terms of Haaland next summer?
2: Yes, yes. To be honest, yes. yes. The close yes. The, cla- the close is an incredible opportunity with 75 million euros. So I think that he had the chance to leave this summer and he decided to stay and Borussia decided him to stay. But next summer, I think it will be time for Roland to go. Uh, He's on another level, Borussia Dortmund top club, but I think he's on another level. Uh, I think he deserves to go. And where do you think he'll end up? Uh, I have really no idea because many clubs are in the race. You know, When there is this kind of close, it's like being a free agent. So he can pick because every club is ready to pay this 75 million euro for a player that is worth 200 million euro. So it's like being a free agent. He will decide together with Rayola, together with his father Alfie, but it will take some time because when you decide about the project, it's not only about the money, it's about the project for Roland always. Mm, mm. And when you decide like this, it takes time. It always takes time because he wants to see in January, maybe in December, in February, where these clubs will be. But there are many clubs, Spanish, uh, English, Italian, French from all countries trying for Roland. So it will be an incredible race. One of the best in the history of transfer market, I'm sure.
1: Fabrizio, we've talked a lot about your career and how much you do for us in the global game. We just want to find out a bit more about you before we wrap up our interview. Tell us more about yourself. Where are you from, and who do you support? Which team do you grow up living and loving?
2: Yes, I, I'm. I'm from Napoli, from Naples in Italy. Then I moved when I was 18. I moved to to Milan in the north of Italy, uh, where I live now. And. Um, I love Italy, so I'm not planning to change. Many times people are asking me because of my job, if maybe I want to go, I don't know, to London or these kind of things, but I really love Italy, Italian life. So I'm really happy here. And, um, and yes, my, my team has always been Watford here in, wow. in, in my passion has always been for Watford because I was watching the famous match with Troy Dini scoring the late goal with Leicester. And so for me, Watford is, is, is a passion also, because then I was going to Vicarage road and the atmosphere was incredible. The club have Italian ownership. So for me, it was a direct link. I know people in the port. I know many players of Watford because they were coming from Italian football, from Udinese, uh, from Napoli. And so for me, it was a direct link with many players. So it was my passion and it is my passion. I'm always playing FIFA and football manager with Watford. So it's part <laughs> of my, of my life. And, uh, and yes, that's it. Uh, I started to be a journalist when I was 17. Wow. And let's see now what's going to happen in, in my life. I don't know, but I, I'm really happy.
1: Fabrizio, we're just about running out of time and you touched on the Premier League and this is a Premier League show. So I have to ask you and put you on the spot before you go. Who do you think will finish yes. in the top four in the Premier League and in what order?
2: Uh, good question. I, I think this year, Man United have chances. I see Man United or Man City winning the league. So one of the, the two, first and second. I see United and City first and second. Then I see Chelsea, really, with a good, good team. Really, with Romelu Lukaku, they have an impressive power now also with attacking players. So I see my United or City first and second position, Chelsea third position, and then Liverpool, because I think Liverpool will be back uh, in, a, in a relaxed way in a fourth position after the crazy season they had last year with many injuries. They've been really unlucky. Now I think they will continue this, this process. I hope Arsenal will be back uh, at good level because they really serve, but it will be a long process. It will take maybe two or three years to see Arsenal back at top top level, but I think they are on the right way. And let's see, let's see what what is going to happen also with Tottenham because I think Tottenham are also building something important, and they will try and they will fight to be in the first position in the first four positions. So. Maybe Tottenham could be a surprise, but at the moment I see this club, I mentioned you. So the first from Manchester, Chelsea and Liverpool.
0: What about any wildcard teams, any surprise teams from the Premier League uh, that could surprise everybody? And no, you can't mention Watford. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mention Watford. I'm going to mention Watford. The start was not great, to be honest, but we'll need some time, uh, of course, signing many new players. So it will take some time for Watford to be a real team now, but I, I like the team. I think surprise. Okay. In the sense that they can be staying in the Premier League. I don't see them going back to Europe, but I think they have a good club. So I'm going to mention Watford also because it's my <laughs> team and, uh, and yes, I really like them and talking about other clubs. I think that Leicester have an incredible project. Let me mention Leicester because what they are doing with the strategy is something that I really love. They know player that they want to sign in February for summer. And, and this is something really smart. Uh, they they start with strategy months and months before they have good relationship with the manager. So everything is shared with the manager. I really love Leicester process, uh, progress, and I think they have everything to be part of top English football in the next year's game. All
0: right. Uh, Fantastic. So So much of, you know, gratitude to you for joining us. Uh, Two boys from Singapore chatting with one of the most famous men in the world from Italy. Uh, It's been a pleasure for us and, you know, really good answers from you as well. Uh, We look forward to seeing your tweets and hopefully maybe catch up with you one day in Italy.
2: When you want, guys, I wait for you. Thank you for the invitation. It's been a big pleasure to be with you. And thanks again and good luck for your project. I will follow you. Thank you.